0: I'm I'm just reminded of just this time last year when I was barely able to stand before you all and couldn't even get my breath, but the Lord saw it possible to bring me back around another year because of his grace and his mercy. Nothing that I deserve, but only because he appointed me and said he would be so. So I can do nothing but thank him. And for those who are, are, are visiting and, and those, uh, all we want you to understand about the Watkins Road Church of Christ is that we are simply Jesus followers. That's Amen. it. Amen. So all we strive to be is just simply Jesus followers. Amen. We want to be like Jesus. We know that everything Jesus did was right. We know that everything that Jesus did is for our benefit. We know that our way is wrong and God's way is right. So all we want to do is follow Jesus. And for this morning, in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, I want to take just a few moments uh, to point out something. Uh, because there's, uh, as, we, as we as we go on, as, the, as we go through the years, uh, our, 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 our preaching in ways starts to change. It gets to a point where uh, when we start to hear more lift, way more lift than we do script. And when you start living off the You stray from the script, the script, which is the word of God. And it's in God's word only can we find hope and power. And so it makes sense for us to get back to the word, to do what the word says, to keep it simple. Because God never, never intended it to be complicated. He wanted it to be simple so that all can understand and obey. So now if we go to Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Because as you see there, um, um, it's important to understand that, that uh, 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 Peter, uh, Peter, they were, they were preaching about this Jesus. And they were preaching about this Jesus because Jesus had done, done things that nobody else could do. The main thing that he did that no one else could do is he beat death. There's not a man or woman who has ever lived that was able to beat death. And he died for you and me. He died for those who lived that day. And he died for those who died faithful previous to that day. And when we look at it, the bottom line about Jesus is, and when you read Acts, Acts 4 verse 12, you, you come to understand that only Jesus can save. Amen. That's it. Only Jesus can save. Because if one is not saved by Jesus, they're lost they're lost. Now, 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 let's see what it means to be lost. Uh, you ready over here, uh, Cheyenne? Uh, we're going to start in Acts 4-12, but then we're going to go just a few places here and there, and then come back uh, to, 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 to round out this lesson here. In Acts 4-12, verse 12, what's the Bible say? Neither
1: is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men Whereby we must be saved.
0: People say, who else are we gonna preach? Who else are we gonna teach about? Salvation cannot be found in any other. No one else, no matter how great this person is, no matter how there's salvation can be found in no other person than Jesus Christ. And there's power in no other name than the name of Jesus. That's why when you hear me say things like, uh, you all say, here he goes, what I'm saying when, there, when I say there, there there is no Pentecostal Christian and no apostolic Christian and, and no and no Catholic Christian, when I say these things, it's not because I'm just being snarky and trying to snap at people. That has nothing to do with it at all. I'm just trying to explain to you that there is, if you wear any of these other names, if you have obeyed or been baptized into any of these other names, there's no salvation there. There's only one name, and the name is Jesus. And that's why we wear the name Christian, because his name was Jesus Christ, the Christ, the chosen one, the sanctified one, the anointed one, who was chosen as the Lamb of God to be sacrificed so that his blood could be shed for many. Huh? So when you hear me say that, I'm not trying to be smart or sarcastic or snap at anybody or make fun of anybody's faith. I just gotta say what the Bible says. And the Bible says it's salvation in no other name. Amen. Is that what it says? Huh? Pick up where it says in no other name. None
1: other name under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved.
0: Now, you, see, you see that? Now look, look, look what did we see? No other name. You want to underline that, right? Oh, and in your heart you say, "Only Jesus can save," and there's no one else who can save, and there's no other name in which salvation can be found, right? And it says, "No name under heaven," right, Cheyenne? So that where in in the the kingdom in which we dwell, in our existence, Cheyenne, is there any part of our existence which is not under heaven? He's thinking about it. Like, is that a trick question? Man, think about how broad the sky is, how broad the heavens are. Is there anywhere we can go? The Bible tells us in the Old Testament that if I take make my bed in Sheol, thou art there. If I take the wings in the morning, thou art there. You see through the night just like a light. Thou art there. You are everywhere. You are omnipotent. You are omnipresent, and you are omniscient. So is there anywhere under heaven that we can go that God is no, sir. So there's no other name that's ever been given under heaven. And it says also by men. Men have not come up with a name. Great enough or pretty enough. That can bring salvation to the souls of men. And notice whatever other thing I want you the line there. By any other name that we, notice what it says. It says that we should be saved. Must be saved. Could be saved. Must be saved. Ought to be saved. Must. Must be saved. You can only be saved in Jesus Christ, right? Now, if, I, if I'm not saved in Jesus Christ, there's a place for me in John chapter 12, verse 46. Let's go to John chapter 12, verse 46, Cheyenne. Because see, see, only a person can only be saved. You say, saved from what? Can only be saved from the day when Jesus comes back. Jesus is coming back. And he's going to take those who have obeyed and been faithful to heaven with him. Those who are not in Jesus will be lost. What does lost mean? It means they will be lost. Uh, They will never see heaven. They won't dwell with the master. They're going to the place of all those who rejected the will of God. That place is called hell. Yes, look, 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 I know, I know. It's not good marketing y'all. I know it is not good marketing practices to talk about hell. I know it's not a good marketing strategy to talk about sin. Not if we're trying to build something mega. It's not good to talk about these things. But I can't can't go with the schemes of man. I've got to stand with God and the organic growth of God. And how he grows his people. I don't grow his people. He does. So I've got to keep planting his word, which is the seed, and cultivating it with his son. The light of his son. Right? So then John 12 verse 46 says what? I am
1: come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness.
0: Now, look at that. Whoever, and we were just having this conversation, Shyan. We were talking about that friend of yours, know, and then the one they were talking about what they believe and who led them and who they, but the fact is, only Jesus is light, like, Right? And see, you know, like anything else, if you leave the light of a room, if you this light has if this room has light in it. And you go to the room that has no light in it, you know that you are now in darkness. To be lost is to be in darkness. And being lost isn't only at the end of your existence, your physical existence, because the soul will live on. And see, that's the thing we want to be saved, because my soul is going to live on. It's going to go past this earthly tent. When I die, it's not the end, it's the beginning. You understand that? When you and I die, it's not the end, it is the beginning of our eternal existence and where we chose to go in the life that we lived while we were here. I need my soul to be saved so that I don't end up in a place. I don't see remember when we read in Luke 15 about the bosom of Abraham. See, when you talk about the bosom of Abraham, the bosom of Abraham, is also talking about a relationship. So the thing is, you ever held a child to your bosom, you know, when they were small, when they were infants, how you would hold them to your bosom. And it would say something about the close relationship that you had with that baby. And when you would hold that baby real close, you would hold them right in the middle of your bosom. And they would feel safe and sound. It will be right there warm and it will be protected by your hand. You will support their neck, and nothing can come, nothing could come and hurt that child unless it came through you. The only way we'll get to glory is by having that close, intimate relationship with the Father. And we can only have it through Jesus. Right? So if I'm not in Jesus, I'm not in life. And if I'm not in light, I'm in the dark. Right? And I can be lost while I live. You know what it's like to walk around in a dark room?
2: There
0: are people who are living, but they're lost. They're living, but they're lost. When you say Brother Johnson, they're not good people. I didn't say that. But what I'm telling you is, if they have not been added to the body of Christ, they're lost. Point in case, Cornelius was a good man. In Acts chapter 10, what? But the thing about Cornelius was no matter how good he was, he was still lost. How do you know he was lost, Brother Johnson? Because God himself said, sent a messenger, an angel, and he came down to Cornelius and he said, send for Peter, because Peter is going to tell you what you must do. And what you must do is be saved if you want to be saved, you can only do it in Jesus. So you need to call for Peter so Peter can come preach unto you Jesus and his gospel so that you can be saved. Does that make sense? No matter how much you love a person, no matter how deeply you care about them, no matter, no matter, no matter, if they're not in Jesus, they're lost. They're saved. An alien sinner. Right? And so then, so then, let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. The Ethiopian eunuch in, in Acts chapter 8. Good man, wasn't it? Reading the scriptures, he was studying, doing all that, right? But guess what? The eunuch, even though he was studying, and it just had come from worship, he was still lost. How do you know he was lost, Brother Johnson? Because he sent Philip the evangelist to catch up with him. And Philip came up and the first thing he asked him was about his understanding. See, church, if you want to start to teach people and lead them to Christ, the first thing you have to do is is learn or seek their understanding. Start with what they understand. What do they understand about what they've read? What do they understand about the things that they speak concerning God? What do they understand? And then what did did Philip do? Then he preached unto him Jesus. And that's when the eunuch said, "Hold up! Here was Paul. What hindereth me from being baptized?" Hmm? I hope you see right, that because you need to be able to explain it to people, just like I'm sharing with you here. See, so so that we see that that that, that he had to be he had to be saved, and, and there's no other name in which one can be saved, and unless one is saved that way, they are indeed a sinner. Now, what does the Bible say? Go over to Romans 3.23 for me, Cheyenne. And uh me go, can you give me Acts 2, verse 12? I'm sorry, Ephesians 2, verse 12. Give me Ephesians 2, verse 12. Now, in Romans 3.23... The Bible tells us about sin. Now, sin also, the word itself means to miss the mark, to transgress the will of God, to go against his law. So one who is living in a sense, and they're living their lives transgressing the will of God, they are in sin, they are lost. Sin separates you from God. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. If I'm separated from God, I'm separated from all life. Romans 3.23 says what? For all sin are short of the Lord God. All, right? So that goes back to under heaven, right? All under heaven have sinned and come short of God's glory. So the thing is, if I come short of God's glory, how do I make up the rest of that? How do I make up the rest of that ground? You make up the rest of that ground through Jesus. Jesus becomes the bridge. Ephesians 2, verse 12, what's the Bible say? That at that time you were
1: without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God
0: in the world. Now hold it right there. And listen to what he's saying. Because this is in the book of Ephesians. And he's writing to the Ephesian Christians. But they were Gentiles first, right? And he was saying, because you were not born Jews, because you were not born Jews, you were not born a part of God's people. And you were alienated from God because by blood you weren't connected to him, right? So then, and then I read Ephesians 2 verse 12. At that at time, that time you were without Christ. See, so now, because they had not accepted Christ, been baptized into Christ, had the blood of Christ shed... Over them, sprinkled, not, not sprinkled, but, but they were not dipped in the blood, they were without Christ. Now, let me ask you a question if you go and just take it right out of the scripture. A person without Christ, what's the verse say?
1: Being aliens, they're aliens from the commonwealth. Uh-huh. They're strangers from the covenants of the promise. Do they have any hope? And having no hope without God in the world.
0: Having no hope. That's lost. Your best friend, if they're without Jesus, they're lost. Your husband, and your wife, your cousin, your sister, and your uncle, if they are without Jesus, they're lost. And they're without hope. Because hope is only found in Christ Jesus. Right? doesn't matter now. You know, when you think about getting married, you're like, but I love this person and I feel this and I feel that. Understand that if you marry them and they are not in Christ Jesus, you are marrying an alien sinner. They're a sinner. You're a saint. What's the difference? It's not that saints don't sin, saints do sin. But they don't continue in. See, they would change when they came to the Lord. And were, when they obeyed that gospel, it changed their, their, their position. And they were put in an upright position before God. And they said, I'm going to walk in righteousness. So now Paul said, how can light and dark cohabitate? Huh? How does it work? How do you stick a saint and a sinner together? Will it not be difficult? And some of you who are married you, listen. It will it not be challenging enough if you are both saints but trying to learn to live the way God wants you to live together? That's challenging enough, isn't it? Because two saints are together, but there'll be days when you feel like aints. You look at him and say, ain't. Look like at her, ain't. Not for that. you say, if it was not for Jesus, <laughs> Yeah, so it's challenging enough to do it that way, right? Not alone at the fact that you have nothing in common. You don't don't understand why all those relationships don't work, because when you don't have Jesus in common, all you can build it on is carnality and things of this world which are temporary. You've got to build it on Jesus, because he's eternal. Sinners and saints don't mix. Sinners. Saints have a responsibility to sinners, and that is to teach them the gospel. To show them the way to Jesus. To take them from being strangers and come into the commonwealth and be known of God. Right? Now the Bible over there, Romans 6.23, right? Because you say, well, why does it even matter, Brother Johnson? Why does it even matter surely it doesn't matter well see if you stay in sin see sin pays off at some point matter of fact it pays off all the time and it's going to pay you a certain dividend every time as long as you remain in it and with it and what does it say in Romans 6 23
1: for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ
0: our Lord do you see that the wages of sin, the wages of being without God is what? Death. Right? But eternal life comes where? Through, through, Jesus, Christ our Lord. through Jesus Christ. Hold it. He said, through, didn't just say through Jesus Christ, right?
2: Boom.
0: Now I want, you to say, I want you to understand something. You can know the name of Jesus. You can know the name of Jesus. Right? You can call this name all day long. But guess what? It won't make a difference until Jesus becomes your Lord. He must become your Lord. Right? That's why when you hear the word, you believe it, you repent, but it says you must confess. When you confess, it means you confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord. The way I live my life is not by by the beat of the world. I don't follow the drum major of drama. I follow Jesus' direction. So now you can call on Jesus all day. Yes, you can know the name of Jesus. You can know all the, the biblical names of Jesus, the, the messianic scriptures about Jesus, you can know them all. But it doesn't make a difference until he becomes your Lord. Amen. And master. He must be the run, he must be the one that runs the show. Huh? So then, then, then we look at it like this. Listen, let me show you. See? A person is lost, or you are lost, and I want people to understand: you are lost if you have, uh, you're, if you have not obeyed the gospel. I forgot to put "not" in there. Mm-hmm. But if you have not obeyed the gospel, you're lost. How do I know? Matthew seven verse twelve. Go over there for me, Cheyenne. And Matthew seven verse twelve. And let's read what the Bible says. I'm sorry, uh, Matthew seven verse twenty one. Matthew 7, verse 21, what's it say?
1: It reads, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth, doeth the will of my Father which is in
0: heaven. See that? In order to get into heaven, in order to be saved, you must do the will of God. And the will of God is to beckon to the will and the call of his son through the gospel. His life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Right? You're lost. You're lost if you are in, if you are not in, I don't know why that's not over here, but you are, you are, you are, you know why? I'm going to tell you, because what I was saying was you are lost unless, see? And so now, so you're lost unless you have obeyed the gospel. Remind And you are lost unless you are in the body, which is the church of Christ. I know that's not popular these days either now. I know that. I know that. When we were playing our game over we at the Broomfields, y'all remember that. Now I ain't gonna bring them in up, but I'm gonna bring up that part. When we was tossing the sock around and the adults when they caught it, had to come up with three scriptures that talk about the church. You should have saw them talk about it, it was like you. Or some of them, all they can come up with one and a half. Mm. Then they start getting upset. (laughs) See, she took mine. That's the one I was going to use. Huh? Some even got real tight. You know, Sister Ty, her last name is Love, and she is love. Mm. But don't let her get to (laughs) compete. When she hit that scripture, she said, (laughs) "Read." I, I am not exaggerating. She said Ephesians 5, 23. She's like, hold on now. Read. <laughs> she was on that. But then we needed the other two, well. So let's begin. Now, what does the Bible say there? Unless it, it, Let's go to Acts, Acts Acts, chapter 20, verse 28. Acts 20, verse 28. Now, what I want you to understand with this is, listen. Listen. This even when we're explaining to people about the Lord's Supper and all that, right? The thing is, blood is involved. And if you haven't been washed in the blood, you don't belong to the Lord. You just don't. But see, now here's the thing. Acts 20, verse 28, what's it say? Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over
1: the which, which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church. With his own blood. The Church of
0: God, right? And Ephesians one, and, 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 and I mean uh, Philippians. I mean, I'm sorry, Colossians one and Ephesians one tells you Ephesians five twenty five and Ephesians five twenty three, and all these scriptures that go to take it that the body is the church. So when you're saying body, you're saying church. So you're lost unless you are in the body. And you can say to somebody, "Don't you know you're lost if you're not in the body of Christ?" And they'll agree. But then when you show what that body means, church of Christ, then they get tight. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me? No, the Bible says. Now when I say being in the body of Christ, you gotta see the thing is, you gotta you gotta get in Christ. Because you're lost unless you are in Christ. Galatians three twenty six and twenty seven. Go over there for me, Cheyenne. Galatians three twenty six and twenty seven. And I hope I I'm, I'm not going too fast I'm trying to make sure I slow down so I don't seem like I'm all over the place and people can get the notes and everything. I'm just trying to, if that's all right. All right. Now, 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 what, what, what's it say? What's it say on that Galatians 3, 26 and 27? For ye are all the
1: children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on
0: Christ. So you can't put them on unless you're baptized into him, right? Mm-hmm. Go to Second Timothy two verse ten for me, Nico. Second Timothy two verse Second uh, Timothy two verse ten for me. See, because you gotta be in Christ. So you have to. You can't get if you're not baptized into Christ. And now here's what I want you to understand: when we talk about being baptized into Christ, listen, I'm not talking about being baptized in a building that says Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna explain that in a second. Second Timothy two uh, two ten. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Here's
1: Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Christ
0: Jesus, with eternal glory. Salvation is what? In Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. With eternal glory, salvation is in Christ Jesus. Y'all see that? Mm -hmm. Right? It's nowhere else but in Christ Jesus. So when I say being baptized, listen, listen. You don't have to be baptized in a building that says Church of Christ. Mm. But wherever you are baptized, whether it be the creek, bathtub, or wherever, it better be for the remission or the forgiveness of sins. If you weren't baptized for the remission or the forgiveness of sins, you were taught wrong. And you can't be baptized wrong and live right. You can't be baptized wrong and teach right. Because right. people will say, how did you do it? And then you'll end up telling them something that is contrary to the very will that saves your soul. No. Huh? So, so, so don't believe that. There's some of them who go out, these pastors go, here. say, Well, Church of Christ, they teach that you can only be saved unless you was baptized into one of their buildings. That's a lie. Amen. We don't teach that. We don't preach that. The Church of Christ teaches that unless you were baptized by one of their ministers, you can't be saved. That's a lie. We don't teach that. We don't teach that at all. No, we teach that what the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Men and brethren, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission or forgiveness of sins. Unless you hit that water and baptize into his death, then the blood you don't come in contact with, and the blood of Jesus is the only thing that can wash away sins, and unless you hit that water with the right motive, right understanding, and right teaching, you will invalidate your own salvation. Huh? And, and it's not right because I said it's right. Well, right. it's right because the Bible said it's right. Mm-hmm. Huh? And, and here's another thing: you are lost unless you are faithful to Christ. Let's go to Hebrews two. Go to uh, uh, Hebrews two for me, Zion. Uh, 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 go to Hebrews two. Let's look at what this Bible, what it says here. In Hebrews 2, and I want you to read verses 1 through 4. Go ahead and read. It reads,
1: Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received, and just recomp- recomp- recompense, recompense. Go ahead. Recompense of the Lord. How shall we escape if we neglect so rich salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him?
0: So your salvation must not be neglected, right? Your salvation must be serious. See, so here's what happens. See, how do you make sure that your salvation is serious? You make sure it's serious and never neglected because you keep feeding in the word. You keep studying. It. You keep growing in the word. You make sure you're at study. Bible says, you make sure you're in worship. You make it your business to get wherever you can to be encouraged in the word so that you can take care of your salvation and lose not your soul. Huh? Huh? In order, to be, in order to be faithful, you know, you got to be spiritually minded. Did you know that? You see that in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 9. You must be spiritually minded in order to be faithful. If your mind is not spiritual, you can't be spiritual. So that's why, guess what? There are people who obeyed, heard, believed, repented, and was baptized and added to the Lord's body. They know all this stuff, but their minds are not spiritual. Paul wrote about that he said such as these, they hold to a form of godliness, but they deny the transforming power. They've been a Christian, but they they won't change. They won't exchange their thoughts and their judgmental ways. They won't give up this stuff. So you can't be be spiritual. You know what? Because in Romans 8 it says, the mind that is set on the flesh cannot please God. Matter of fact, it won't please God. It doesn't know how to please God. Your mind must be spiritual. In order to be faithful, you also got to be, you have to be, you have to believe to the saving of your soul. In Hebrews chapter 10, go to Hebrews chapter 10 for me, verses 38 and 39. Go ahead over there for me, uh, uh Cheyenne. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and 39. When you get there, go ahead and read. See? Gotta be spiritual minded, but then you have to, you have to believe to the saving of your soul. What does it say, Hebrews 10, 38 and 39?
1: Read. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them
0: that believe to the saving of the soul. We don't turn and run, church. We trust God too much to ever turn from any challenge. Any, any, any trial in our lives, we trust God too much. So we don't run, we stand. We stand and we walk as God makes the space. Yes, sometimes, you know what? Sometimes you're going to lose your health, but you stand anyway. Sometimes you're going to lose your job, but you stand anyway. You know, because guess what? Some of these things that we lose, we don't act, sometimes we only lose it for a little while. You know why? Because God is trying to show you what you've put before him. Amen. He's showing you what you've trusted more than him. So he said, let me set this to the side. Let me put a pause on you for a minute so I can talk to you. Because as long as you're working and as long as you got your help, you're running around everywhere and, I, and you can't hear me. Wow. You're too busy. Too much going on. You're too caught up in school. You're, too to, you're doing all that stuff. You're too busy. So now I got to hit the pause button so you can hear me. Amen. Huh? And remember, I'm God. So I'll make sure when I hit the pause, you don't lose a thing, huh? So when that stuff happens, and when it happens like that, you don't lose your faith. You remember who's the one who put it on hold. God allowed this thing to be put on hold. Now let me, instead of look for a reason to, to whine, complain, and turn back to perdition. Now instead, let me look for the lesson. Something God wants me to learn right now. And I need to learn it. I need to look for it. And if you're busy looking for it and learning it, you don't have time to whine and complain. You can be thankful. Because guess what? When he puts that thing on pause, He going to still provide for you. Because all he's doing is teaching you something, showing you something, making you better for the rest of the way. He doesn't want you to be lost, and he says, "If I let you continue in the way that you're going, baby, you're gonna be lost." And I don't want you to be lost. But do you want? But you, you gotta want what God wants. God doesn't want you to be lost. Now, do you? Do you want to be saved like God wants you to be saved? Thank you, sir. I know that's that's the hint. I'm up. See, I got beat you because I'm about done anyway. No, the thing is. Now, so the thing thing is, understand this. Understand this. Be faithful. When stuff gets moved in your life, turned around, churned a little bit. Remember we talked about that. Huh? Huh? Last week, last Sunday, Sunday we talked about that. When your your water gets stirred, you step in, you don't step out. You step up, you don't lay out. You don't lay off. You step up. Your commitment to the Lord. You don't slack off talking about, well, I ain't got this, and I ain't got that, and I can't do it, and I can't. No, no, no. As long as God is in heaven, he's going to make sure you have what you need to do. What anything that he's commanded you to do, he'll make sure you have it. Huh? That's, that's, that's just the truth with and then, and then in order to be faithful, see, to, so you won't be lost, in order to be faithful, you know you gotta be kept through the faith in First Peter chapter one verse three through five. You gotta be kept through the faith. And in the scripture we always talk about, you gotta be faithful unto death. Revelation two ten. Hmm. So take us back, Cheyenne, to uh, Acts four, verse twelve. Take us right on back, over there. Because he said y'all keep preaching this Jesus, and and this Jesus is getting in the way of what we're trying to do. And we need you to be quiet, but, you know, when you really tune in to what Jesus has been doing, you can't be quiet. Matter of fact, you'll refuse to be quiet. You're going to refuse to see Satan's taking stuff away from you to shake you up and make you be quiet. Hmm? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Listen, listen, listen. You've got to be, like I told y'all before, you've got to be like that parrot in the pet store. You know that, right? Y'all know about the parrot in the pet store, right? Yes. Y'all, y'all, the parrot, the pestle. You know that lady would go down, This lady would go down to the pet store every day, right? She would go down to the pet store and she would buy her dogs some food. No, since she didn't, she would buy her cats some food. Yes. (laughs) She would go down and buy her cats some food and when she would walk out the door, that parrot would sit there at the door while she was walking out, the parrot would say, you sure is nothing. And she would say, what? She would, who's saying? What?
2: And she looked around, ain't nobody
0: there, ain't nobody there but the pear. And the pear says, you show is ugly. But <laughs> well, she would throw her head on the foot. I know I ain't hear that, and I know I ain't ugly, and keep on going, right? So then she would run out of cat food again. And she had to go down to that store. And then she would go down to that store, she, she would go down there and say, now you know what, by this time, that pear should be sold. Right, that pair should be sold by now. So she'd go in there, and she'd walk in, and there that parrot is. She'd be like, oh. But she would go in there, and get her, get her, get her cat food, and walk right out. Walk out with her, parrot. and then she would come walking just out explain. And then that pair would say again, "You show sure it." She said, "You know what? I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. And I'm gonna go and I'm gonna tell the manager of the pet store about you. I'm gonna go tell." Her. Now this is she howling at the parrot. I'm going to go tell the, the, the manager of the pet store how you are insulting the customers and then the issues that you're causing and if you keep up, I'm not coming down here again. Mm-hmm. She went and told the manager. The manager stormed out, grabbed the poor parrot by his neck and took him in the back.
2: <laughs>
0: Got him in the back and all you saw was feathers flying through the window. He was working him over your stupid parent. I'm sick of you. This is why you've been here so long. You should have been sold by now. But you stand there running your mouth all the time. He beat him, beat him, beating. Then put that poor parrot back up on his roof. <laughs> Feathers missing, sweating, yeah, just done climbed up there, one wing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that lady looked at that parrot, all proud, like, i bet you shut your mouth now. Huh? And she started walking out the door. She hesitated to, to look. Parrot said, she took another few steps, took back, and said, Parrot said, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. We got the thing is the Bible is just like that parent. Christians, you gotta be just like that parent. You gotta keep telling people. Let them know. You know. You know. I done told you, but you know. I didn't said it, with you. I don't have to keep, but you know. Huh? What's wrong? I'm arguing with folks about whether or not they need to be in worship. Huh? I'm not arguing with you about whether you need to be in Bible class And make space for God in your life I'm not doing all that Because I'm going to preach it, I'm going to teach it to the day I die But the thing I do know is You know huh? You're grown, you hear this word You know And you know if you're lost And sometimes when a person is lost They don't want to accept that they're lost And they go off But it doesn't matter how much you go off and how deep in your feelings you get. Guess what? You still know. Because the word will make sure you know. Is that right? Is that right? Mm -hmm. So so, so, there we go. So in Acts 4 verse 12, what's it say? It reads, neither is there any salvation in any other. No salvation. Any of Come
1: on. Neither is there any salvation in any other. Any other.
0: There is none, none other name under heaven. No other name under heaven. Given among men. Given among men. Whereby we must be saved. Whereby we must be saved. It doesn't matter if, 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 if TDJs is having the biggest faith film festival in the world right now. down in, It doesn't matter if he has 30,000 people in his. It doesn't matter. Because guess what? He's not telling them the truth. Well, Amen. And his name can't say. Amen. Frederick Price can't say. Amen. Timothy Clark can't say. The Pope can't say. All right. All right. Parsley can't say. But Jesus Christ can. Amen. Huh? And I'm just got to tell the truth. Cause I got preachers, we got preachers now, looking at these boys and trying to, and trying to, trying to copy these boys and trying to build what they have. But you can build these mega stadiums if you want to. But on that day, Jesus is going to come, and many are going to say, "Lord, Lord, did I do this in Your name? Did I do that in Your name?" But He's going to say one thing: "Depart from me, I never knew you, you worker of iniquity, because I gave you a chance to be saved, but you wanted to stay lost." Lord, you why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Verse 13, was the say?
1: It reads, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled.
0: Hold on, they ain't no doctor's degree? They, they, they had no doctorate? They hadn't no wrote a book? Other than the, one, the little, little letter that they could put in this, they hadn't wrote a book. They went on the book tour. They went not sign stuff. They didn't have a master's. They didn't have a bachelor's. They didn't have anything in theology except for the fact that they were guided by God himself. Amen. They were unlearned men. They didn't know. One thing they didn't know is that only Jesus can say. Come on, read and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Listen, what you want people to know that after you've had a conversation with them, after you've been around you want them, to know. You want them, you want them to know them. You want them to know that you've been with Jesus. Huh? Your education won't say that you've been with Jesus. And I'm not against education. No, I'm not. But see, the thing is, you can get all these degrees and you go around people and they still have no idea that you're with Jesus. You can talk a good game from the pulpit, but when you talk to them on the regular, you get a different person. They ought to be the same all the time. Huh? We got folk right now. You want to act, they want to say something like, you want to walk around acting like you've been sitting on Jesus' left all your life. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm in a close, intimate relationship with him, and I need him everywhere I go. I need to take him everywhere I go. Y'all wanna act like your your, your halo is stuck to you? Well, matter of fact, I do. Because what I was prior to this wasn't nothing worth bragging about. I was nothing before Jesus. And he made me something. Huh? Y'all wanna act like you ain't never sinned before. Well, you know, when I came to the water, he prayed a baptism. He forgot my sins as if I had never sinned before. Right. Now, he took my sin away, but he didn't take my memory away. He left the memory so that I could learn from the past and not repeat the same things. So it's not that I live like I've never sinned before. I live like somebody who knows better and is trying to do better. Right. That's how I live. And if you don't want to live that way, that's up to you. Huh? But I'm going to live the way he teaches. I'm going to do my best to live the way he taught me and show me because I'm trying to make it to glory. Huh? And if you don't want to go, that's on you. But I'm going to go on and try to get there. Does that make sense to anybody? Talk about me as much as you please. Say what you want to say. As long as before him I'm seen as a saint, I'm a saint that's been saved by the blood of the Savior. As long as he sees me that way, it really doesn't matter what you got to say or how you see it. I'm not worried about it. I don't want you to be worried about it. Huh? And, and here, here, when you're trying to teach people, listen, all you can do is teach them and show them, right? After that, it's on them, them and God. So is there anybody who wants to change their status from sinner to saint? Huh? The only way you can change that status is you've got to have that. you got to hear, you've got to believe, you've got to repent, you gotta uh, uh, you gotta turn your life around, confess Jesus to your Lord, and be baptized for the remission of your sins. Forgiveness of your sins. Without that, you can forgive it. You want to change your status? Leave all those other names behind. I just told you now. Now you know when somebody, when you bring them, when you bring a visitor and, and they hear me saying there, there is no hyphenated Christians and no, 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 Protestant Christian, no, no Pentecostal Christian, those names don't exist. When I say that, now you know where to take them. Acts 4.12 and show them that those names cannot save. Now, I don't want you just saying it because then they'll say your opinion and you judging me. So you just take them to the scripture and let them read it for themselves.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, what did your preacher mean when he said that? Well, let me show you. That's how we got to be, y'all, Christians. Huh? Uh, when people ask us questions, we can't be sitting there talking about, well, I know where to get it. Or I don't know, in, the, in, the, in the time, I want to know where to find it. No, you got to be ready beforehand. Well. In many movies, as you watch, right? How many times have you seen a hero wait till he get right up on the enemy and then love his them? Mm. <laughs> How many times you seen that? He get right up on the group like, hold
2: on!
0: <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. I watch, I watch the westerns. I ain't never seen John Wayne know, go up there and be like, and get up on him and be like. Hoo. No, you load your gun before just in case it's going to be some trouble. So I'm telling you, that's what, when you say, well, I know where to go and I know where to fight, all you're saying at that time is, I'm going to load my bullets when I get in front of the enemy. When I get in the heat of battle, then I will load up. You better be loaded up before then. Because by the time you see in the face of the enemy, he's tripped you up so many different ways. And you could have seen it if you would have had the word and been ready. So, if you want to become a Christian and leave that sinner status behind, then come on to the Lord. He's coming. He's calling, and Jesus is coming. He's calling you before He comes. Because when He comes, it's going to be too late. Won't you come while we?